This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, November 17th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to Part 7 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Absolutely. Well, well, companies in the private sector have a tremendous and vital role to play because even though this seems like a lot of money, in many of these programs, states have to actually come up with some of the match themselves. And some states just may not have those funds or opt not to do that. And so in terms of the private sector, um, P3s, joint ventures, providing that match, being there to think about leveraging those federal funds to the maximum extent possible. They have a they have a role to play that, in fact, we are all eyes are looking at them to help them get across the finish line in terms of these goals. Um, I will give you just one example. Um, there is a funding a stream, uh, it's a very long name, so I won't say the whole thing, but essentially it's there to ensure reliability and resiliency. That's a $5 billion program. And within that program, the state is looking at areas that have historically been affected by severe weather, like Pat mentioned, right, the wildfires. And in those areas, they're thinking about developing transmission storage distribution infrastructure that's going to help improve resiliency and reliability. And so to the extent that companies can get in front of their state stakeholders, their governor's offices, their state legislatures, their PUCs, um, their state energy officers, their chief resiliency officers, this is a a stakeholder chain within the state that is all looking at these funds and thinking, what is the best way that I can spend this money? And I can tell you from my conversations with different states, they're not they're worried that they're not going to be able to provide that match whatever it might be from their state budget and so they're looking for help from the private sector and so i really encourage companies to ha- start having that dialogue because um, they can they really have a, a role to play that is going to aid in protecting our environment um, as well as our energy uh, sector just listening to you, I'm thinking we could have a whole session just on following the funds and the breakdown of the state bill. by state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. And 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 just you know, again, um, I think it would be important probably now to switch to the technology influence. You know, Pat, focusing on the power of data and predicting power failures. How can technology be the enabler to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Alette Incorporated updated its five-year capital spending program to invest nearly $2.7 billion through 2027 on clean energy and transmission and distribution initiatives. Michigan Power, its largest subsidiary, plans to add up to 400 megawatts of wind and 300 megawatts of solar capacity through 2030. And Alette is upping its participation in major regional T&D build-out. Industrial Info is tracking more than $2.3 billion worth of active projects from Alette. During the third quarter, Alette began construction on a trio of small-scale solar projects across Minnesota, all of which are in their final commissioning phase and are expected to wrap up toward the end of the year. 
Chevron Phillips Chemical Company, LLC, and Qatar Energy are moving forward with construction of an $8.5 billion integrated polymers facility in Orange, Texas, the company said on Wednesday. The plant is expected to begin operations in 2026 and will include a 2.08 million ton per year ethane cracker and two 1 million ton per year high-density polyethylene units, the company said in a press release. United Airlines said it could invest as much as $37.5 million in support of the biorefinery that could produce up to 50,000 barrels of renewable fuels per day, though investments toward more conventional facilities may be another story. The U.S. refining sector for conventional fuels is already running near peak capacity, though demand seems to be outstripping supplies. And union workers at Chile's Escondida mine have have called for a three-day strike next week over security issues. In a statement, the Mining Workers Union of the Escondida Mine, the largest copper mine in the world, called for a strike between November 21st and November 23rd. The union said the measure is being taken to protest security issues and incidents at the mine, as well as violations of fundamental rights. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrial.com. Info.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.